I have one question for you. Are you ready to do your fertility journey differently? Hey there, I'm Bella Hilton, and this is the Studio Fertility Podcast, where each week I bring you real, actionable tips and strategies to help you get your mind from chaos to calm and your body from resistant to receiving. So if you want to feel better now and improve your fertility, let's do this. Hey everyone and welcome to the Studio Fertility Podcast. I'm your host Bella Hilton and I'm excited, excited today because it's been sunny all week, which is just incredible here. It's like it's so good for the soul to see the sun. But anyway, I'm also excited to talk about today's topic because on my Instagram uh, recently, if you follow me on there, it's at Studio Fertility. Everything of mine is Studio Fertility if you're ever looking for me. There is this one post that I've been starting to post on a on a semi-regular basis, like kind of every two months kind of thing. Or maybe I might even up it to every once a month because I think we all need this reminder. And it simply says, you don't need to be perfect to get pregnant and neither does your diet, thoughts, moods, and or exercise. And I've been posting it more regularly because, like I said, we need those constant reminders of this in life probably in general, really, right, of anything in life. We don't need everything to be perfect. But particularly on the fertility journey, we don't need things to be perfect to get pregnant because we can get so swept up in thinking that if we aren't being perfect, therefore, like, it's not going to happen or we don't want it enough or something, right, when it doesn't work well. It, you know, it was because I had that glass of wine and clearly I don't want this enough and then we beat up on ourselves about it, right? Or we beat up on ourselves um, about, you know, using non-toxic cleaning products once or whatever it is. And so many women seem to resonate with these words and with this post. And and when people are, are writing to me saying, thank you, this is so freeing, or I appreciate it every time you post this, well, I just thought I need to do a podcast about this because we get lost in our own minds and start to sink into those dark places that say otherwise. And I know you know what I'm talking about. We've all been there. Uh, like maybe I just need to be more positive. Maybe I just, I just, I just need to be more positive about this. I just need to believe in myself. Now, firstly, unless you're actively working with someone or have the tools on how to do that, how are you just going to be more positive, right? Because what tends to happen is we sit there and we go, I need to be more positive about this. And what usually happens is, what ends up happening is you you fall into this kind of what has been lovingly termed toxic positivity, right? Which is trying to pretend to be positive without actually addressing the real issues, right? Kind of stuffing down your emotions, Um, the issues going on in your head that aren't really going anywhere and then just being hopeful for a month until it all comes crashing down, right? Uh, Which really isn't going to get you anywhere. It really isn't. And it's not about being positive all the time. It's about dealing with your emotions and your mindset and finding a way to be more solid within yourself. And then we say things like, maybe I just need to do more exercise or maybe less exercise depending on what camp you're in and I mean it could help but again 
it doesn't need to be perfect, right? We think that it has to be absolutely perfect all the time. But it really just drives us crazy trying to know what perfection is. What is perfection? (laughs) Or maybe I need to be super strict with my diet, right? And to be honest with you, like I've never seen that be the deciding factor with my clients. I have just never seen it to be the deciding factor. Yes, some of these things can help, particularly if you have allergies or celiac disease or things like that. And, you know, you might need to be a little bit more strict if you have a super um, strong celiac response or something like that. But when it comes to your basic everyday diet with people who don't have any of these issues, I've never seen that be a deciding factor. Because I also saw a clip the other day, I think it was on Facebook, of of someone talking about perfectionism. And what she was saying was so spot on and it's such a succinct way. I was trying to look it up to um, talk to you about it. And I'm uh, I'm not sure who was actually doing the speaking, but it was, it turns out it's Brene Brown, um, Brene Brown's research. So I was looking that up and I found this excellent episode. little bit from Brene from an article um, by Kevin Michael Klipfeld is his name and so I'm just going to read it out to you because I think it's amazing and sums up kind of what we're talking about here today. So here we go. In the research there's a significant difference between perfectionism and healthy striving or striving for excellence. Perfectionism is the belief that if we do things perfectly and look perfect, we can minimize or avoid the pain of blame, judgment, and shame. So just as an aside here, we're going to come back to that, that pain, uh, pain of blame, judgment, and shame. So I'll go on. Perfectionism is a 20-ton shield that we lug around thinking it will protect us when in fact it's the one thing that's really preventing us from being seen. Perfectionism is also very different than self-improvement. Perfectionism is at its core about trying to earn approval. Most perfectionists grew up being praised for achievement and performance, grades, manners, rule-following, people-pleasing, appearance, sports, right? Somewhere along the line, they adopted this dangerous and debilitating belief system, I am what I accomplish and how well I accomplish it. Please perform perfect. Healthy striving is self-focused. How can I improve? Perfectionism is other-focused. What will they think? Perfectionism is a hustle. Last, perfectionism is not the key to success. Just as an aside, not in fertility either. In fact, research shows that perfectionism hampers achievement. Perfectionism is correlated with depression, anxiety, addiction, and life paralysis or missed opportunities. The fear of failing, making mistakes, not meeting people's expectations, and being criticized keeps us outside of the arena where healthy competition and striving unfolds. Brene Brown. It's profound, right, what I just read out. Now, clearly, you know, we can dissect this and not all of it relates to fertility in terms of healthy competition <laughs> and, and being outside of it because some of the um, perfectionism in fertility is self-judgment, blame, and shame, right? 
if we are taught that we have to strive to be enough, accomplish to be enough, then surely if I'm not doing enough in my fertility journey and perfectly, then I can't be a success or want this enough, which equals I am not enough, right? Perfectionism is about trying to avoid blame, judgment, and shame, and it's often with ourselves on this. Or it could be that family pressure of like, I'm, what, you know, if I'm not perfect, then I'm not giving my husband a baby, my partner a baby, my mum a grandchild, that kind of thing as well. So there can be that external pressure as well. Or I'm not enough in society's eyes because I haven't been able to reproduce and I'm not doing enough to be able to reproduce to show society that I'm worthy as a woman because I can have a baby, right? And if you are that type A, perfectionist type, you can see how this can really undo you on this journey. But I also find it, it undoes pretty much everyone. You know, where that one glass of wine then becomes everything and the reason you didn't succeed in your own mind this month, right? And you know what? If you think you will never dial down your people-pleasing perfectionist ways, maybe use this to your advantage because what I'm about to tell you is this. The fertility journey should not be about absolutes. It's about balance. So if you want to be perfect, be perfect in uh, finding that balance, find that balance and be perfect at finding balance, right? If you need to use it, you know, work against, uh, work with yourself rather than against yourself, then do that. If you want to learn to improve on all fronts, then stay with me here because number one, your mental health is just as important as your physical health. I have women coming to me all the time, bidding up on themselves, um, you know, and with their brains eating away at them, you know, for going outside their so-called fertility diet. But consider this, your mindset also needs its own diet, right? Sometimes the smart thing to do is to have a champagne with friends or eat some chocolate. Sometimes life is about enjoying all parts of it. Maybe this food brings you immense joy, We know there are foods without nutritional value, but the food in and of itself is not wrong, right? And it may have great enjoyment value for you because life is also meant for living, not living perfectly. (laughs) When you strive for balance, then you give your body the nutrients it needs and you also live. So you might eat very healthily, but also enjoy a treat once in a while or, you know, how, or however it comes into your life, you know, kind of that Pareto um, 80-20 rule. Now, I've mentioned on, on a podcast before, whereas I, I was on a really strict diet and I took my own boring food to a friend's house and sat there with my pathetic limp salad and it all felt so joyless, not joining in on this food that my friends had prepared for me and hot tip, they were great cooks. So the food was amazing that they prepared. And that evening then became about me focusing on my, my sadness and my sad limp salad rather than connecting with my friends and enjoying life. It felt soulless, right? And I vowed never to do that again because balance is about having that mental and emotional balance and enjoyment of life. And honestly, being in a 
being feeling great internally and and having those joyous moments will do more for your fertility than that one meal that you know you thought you couldn't eat right because one meal would not have done anything now i have dietary requirements for myself even now because i know what types of foods my body responds to and what it doesn't respond to to kind of keep me healthy but if I go to a friend's house I thoroughly enjoy whatever food they have lovingly created for me and I know it isn't going to make or break my health and you know I get to have a treat and indulge most of the time I enjoy that physical health and that balance of living my life freely and not feeling so restricted or restricted at all actually because it, you know, because it all starts to feel like deprivation when we put these strict rules around ourselves. I mean, I love, I, can, I cannot stress this enough, I love ice cream, right? But I do not eat it daily, right? Because I know it has no nutritional value for me. I know it's not like this healthy, great food for me. But I will eat it on a hot summer's day at the beach or on a Saturday night once a month or something sometimes every Saturday night for a month, right? Because I know what those restrictive, totally off-limit, you know, feelings feel like. And it eats at your soul when you have that restriction. It eats at your brain when you're constantly telling yourself no or you can't, right? And that's all you dream about then is those things and then you just feel deprived and I can't even enjoy ice cream or I can't have that champagne with my friends once in a while because I just can't, I can't, I can't, right? It feels awful. It's not getting your energy to a place of expansion. It's just all contraction and this is not the way to balance. So number two, because it isn't going to make or break your your fertility being perfect, it really just isn't. Uh, For example, another thing people tend to obsess about is missing one day or two days of their supplements, like that's somehow going to be the reason. But honestly, our bodies are very intelligent, right? And supplements can be great when we need them, but a day or two when you've probably been taking them for six months nonstop isn't going to cause your body to break down all its hard work if this is something that is good for your body. But it just may break apart your mental and emotional health to have that mini breakdown freaking out about it. And I say that lovingly because I know we've all been there freaking out about stuff that we're gripping so tightly to because we don't know what else to do anymore, right? And I get that. So number three here is because striving for perfection is a unicorn. And I'm sure you've heard that saying before, perfection is a unicorn, it doesn't exist. And it can often drive your mental health into disarray trying to get there and make you more mentally and emotionally unstable and the stress and angst it causes you can be far worse because it is about protecting you again from that blame, that shame, that judgment. I find that uh, the women that I work with who want to surrender, who get to this place of surrender, that is to control what they can control and learn how to let go of the rest, feel calm and more together when they find that balance, when they let go of the tight grip they have 
on everything they are doing being the magic thing that is going to work and kind of just striving for that balance in body, mind and spirit, right? On the physical level, on the soul level, everywhere, finding that balance because striving for balance in calmness is far more calming for the body, for the nervous system, right? And while stress isn't the cause of fertility obstacles, it can definitely not be great for it. And being so strict and depriving our hearts and souls can drive us into serious states of stress and anxiety and depression, like researched and clinical levels, right? And then we tell ourselves, well, I just need to be more positive and we force ourselves to try and be hopeful for a month for it all to come crashing down the minute we get our period. Again, toxic positivity. But that's not real positivity because, like I said, we're pushing down all our emotions and our fears and anxieties for a period of time. We're not dealing with them until they burst out into that one moment. So how do you seek to find that balance? Well, you seek to find that balance by, um, by dealing with your emotions, learning how to deal with your emotions and your fears and your anxieties and all of that and not being perfect, right? We strive for that excellence and self-improvement rather than perfectionism. Um, Peter Crone always says, um, don't try to be perfect, you'll, you know, if, if you just try to be perfect, you'll have no one to relate to, right? Because nobody is perfect, if you're constantly thinking you're letting people, other people down, well, just know that they're not perfect either. So how are they letting you down? Or don't think about that at all and just actually get to this place where you feel so much better and stable within yourself learning to let these things go, which of course is different for everyone. Um, but some of the universal things in this, Starting to accept yourself and trust in yourself fully. Uh, to start to take the judgment out of the things that you do on a constant basis. Because we think other people are judging us, but most likely it's ourselves judging ourselves. You need to learn how to process your emotions. Um, maybe learn how the brain works to sabotage your best efforts constantly because hello comfort zone right we love our comfort zone we don't want to get out of it and that can drag you back to emotions that you are comfortable with which could be depression crazy I know uh, balance for one person might be having that glass of champagne and relieving themselves of that you know that really tough restriction for another, seeking balance might be reaching out for help from a friend and relying on others because they're like so independent and letting go can feel so good and relying on others. Seeking balance might be about letting go of what you cannot control or finding activities that bring your joy back to your heart. Now, I could go on and on about how you find that balance, but instead I'm going to ask you the question. I'm going to say, maybe you should journal about it. Go home and write the question. How can I find balance on my journey? What does that look like for me? How can I genuinely be nicer to myself? And it will be amazing what you come out with if you approach this um, exercise thoroughly and are really committed to it. And of course, 
Like I often say, if you really need that help on on a bigger level, if you need that guided program, because I know, you know, life gets so tough when you're in this fertility journey, your mind gets scrambled, you know, it feels like chaos, you're all over the place, you find yourself being late for appointments all over the place, right? Sometimes we need people to take uh, the guesswork out of it for ourselves. So if you need that guided program that's going to absolutely have that transformation that that you're seeking, then please join my waitlist at studiofertility.com slash uh, shift, studiofertility.com slash shift, because the doors to my nine-week transformational program, and I can't stress that enough, the results that I'm seeing come out uh, from the women that have been through it uh, is just, it's nothing short of amazing. And it is opening in two weeks again. Um, because I don't know when I'm going to open the doors, right? I don't open the doors all year long. Um, so get on that wait list and there's no obligation. It's just, you'll be in the know, right? You'll be in the know when the doors open for as long as I have them open for, which I'm not sure how long that'll be either. And of course, if you sign up through the wait list, then there are some serious bonuses for that because I want to work with people who are committed to their own success, right? So, all right, my lovelies, let's not be perfectionists. Let's strive for improvement and loving ourselves more fully. And I will see you next time on the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Studio Fertility Podcast. Remember, if you like this podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you can make sure you know when the next episode drops. And you can find other episodes right now at studiofertility.com slash podcast. And of course, if you know of anyone else that would benefit from this podcast, make sure you share it with them and pay it forward. We are all in this together. Make sure too that you give us a five-star rating to help others find this podcast. And let me know how this podcast has benefited you by leaving your review so I can continue to deliver more great content that I know you want and need. And if you're starting to find that your infertility journey is getting the best of you, please head over to my website at studiofertility.com slash meditation and you can get instant access to a week of learning all about meditation, hypnosis and visualization, how to use each one and how they benefit you and of course some actual tracks to start to calm your nervous system. Each day you will receive a short video and an awesome meditation, hypnosis, or visualization that you can do in your own time. And of course, access to those tracks for whenever you need them. Just head to studiofertility.com slash meditation to find out more. And I'll see you next time on the podcast.